Jack LaLanne once said, Exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together, and you've got a kingdom. Get ready to have it all. This is the All for One Podcast. You're about to get honest, accurate information about training and nutrition to not only achieve your goals, but to go beyond. Go beyond. Everything you need to make it to the kingdom. This is the All for One Podcast. And now your host, personal trainer and nutrition coach, Aaron Armstrong. Hello and welcome back to the All for One Podcast here today. (laughs) This is a health and fitness podcast where I do my best to answer questions from you guys and explain them in the simplest manner for you to improve on your training and hopefully clear some of the misinformation that is also out there in the fitness industry. Uh, Today's episode, I'm going to be doing a Q&A of questions that I have gotten off Instagram and yeah, basically, let's get into what has been happening. This week, getting back into training, we had open week for Good Life here, and it was actually pretty crazy. A lot of new faces every single day, and I actually had a really weird story of this old guy that came in yesterday. Basically, there's like these adjustable step things uh, that are usually in classes that people can do to step up and down on, and you can adjust the height depending on, you know, how high you want to be stepping up up and down from. Well, this, this guy had it up, I think, pretty close to whatever the, the recommended max for those things are, and he had cables in his hands, and he was doing like a weird trap bar deadlift, but with the cables, yeah, it, it's very strange. It's very hard to explain as well. And then, um, yeah, after every single rep, this man was like grunting and screaming, like he'd do one rep and he'd go like, ah, and look around to see if anyone had... Um, <laughs> was looking at him and if not he would go back and he did another one a nice big scream again and um it was totally fucking hilarious i was actually training with one of my buddies that day and we were just kind of pissing ourselves laughing because of how loud and obnoxious it was uh but it wasn't a member i believe i think it's just someone coming in at open week just trying to show off a little bit but nevertheless it, it was fun funny and it was entertaining so it, it's okay with me we are going into the podcast here today. There's a few things that I haven't listed that I think I n- need to be addressing for you guys to get the most out of your training. The first question we- I'm going to be talking about the best shoes to lift in. Uh, now, if you plan on doing any style sort of training or resistance training, uh, let's stick to the kind of the weights training because d- cardio, you- there's like runners and stuff that have memory foam in them. I'm not discrediting them too much but just for the purpose of today if you were in the gym and you would like doing weights so you're doing machines you should be using some sort of shoe that a has a very solid heel or base or it is like a flat shoe like a converse van something that doesn't have that memory phone in it uh, this is kind of why. So when we go through our movements, when we try and stabilize ourselves with these memory foam shoes on, uh, th- that memory foam is really hard to dig yourself into the floor and create the most stability possible because it's kind of like standing on on like a like a massive marshmallow. Uh, your foot is kind of constantly moving as you're shifting the weight, and it just isn't able to plant itself as effectively as if you were a barefoot and planting your feet into the ground. You will find that that is probably one of the best ways uh, if you if if the gym allows the opportunity, but unfortunately, good life, we do not. So I would usually recommend some sort of flat shoe. What this brings out is also kind of the technical breakdown that you have, very obviously, because if you have a flat shoe, 
and you go through, let's say, like a squat or something. Uh, as you descend, if you have a trainer or someone who's experienced in lifting, they should be able to look at your technique and your ankles and your hips and see where there is a little bit of work to do if needed. Uh, but I've just found that overall it's kind of the most comfiest position. The, sorry, it's the comfiest way to train is to have these flat shoes because if you can plant yourself properly, uh, you're going to actually be able to drive a lot more force uh, and get a lot more out of your training just for that reason just there. But um, I got a text message in the middle of my podcast. I'll get back to you soon. Um, but yeah, so for that reason alone, it's like, yeah, you want to create the most stability uh, that you can th- to ensure that A, you're able to perform the movement safely and with the highest amount of output. So I would recommend training in a flat shoe or no shoes if your gym allows it. Key point, don't come at me good life. Uh, now moving on to how do I track weight properly? This is another great question, which I thought of, and I thought it would be a really good question to kind of answer on here. How to track weight properly. Uh, the best way that you should track your weight, if you are going to track it at all, is through some sort of biofeedback. Uh, now, I am not a huge fan of the scale. I may have talked about it uh, every now and again, just because people see this over uh, this this number or sometimes this big number and they get really intimidated and it really kind of dictates their feeling towards their training and towards everything else as well. Uh, what you should be more concerned about is how what is the ratio of lean muscle mass to body fat that you have on your person while you train as you progress through it. Is that uh, ratio shifting more in the direction of more muscle and less body fat or more body fat and less muscle? This is going to be a much greater indicator for you to kind of determine whether you're getting the most out of your training or not. Uh, because I've seen too many times, uh, in particular, mums and females get really, really fixated on that scale and they worry when it goes up. But usually what what actually is happening is people are putting on a little bit of muscle and they're losing a bit of body fat, which is also further further kind of explained when we do our photos and measurements later. If that waist is going down, if those arms are looking tighter, if things, if you're fitting clothes better, you are certainly losing body fat. And if you feel like your butt and stuff is bigger in the process, perfect. The measurements and the photos and the biofeedback will always be the best way to track your weight more uh, properly. Because yeah, I don't know, I know what it is. Just um, someone came and asked me, the, the, was talking to me the other day, one of my clients, and they said, "Oh, you you hate the scales, don't you?" I was like, "Look, I don't hate the scales. I just dislike the way that people use the scales. So as long as it's like used appropriately, then it's you know it's whatever. Like it's always good to track progress, especially if you are tracking fat loss, because it can be quite a tedious thing to get a bio scan week by week. So using a scale, especially if someone is overweight, dropping down, then yeah, it's fine. But just that I like the uh, people focusing in too much on it because then it kind of just dictates everything else that they do in a negative way and it builds a really poor relationship that people have with their body weight as well because it's not about the body weight it's about the, the lean muscle mass and the body fat on that body anyway moving on how long to rest between sets this is a really basic question that <clears throat> a lot of you guys when i first started training you have no idea on how to fucking rest um, I'm always pulling you guys back. You guys are questioning me. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Why are we sitting here for so long? And yeah, pretty much let's just get into the mix of things. If you are doing, we'll start from the least amount of rest period and we'll work our way up. Cause I would say there's three main ones. Let's say you're doing some sort of cardio vascular high intensity training or you're, and you're, or you're doing some sort of circuit, right? 
generally the rest periods are going to be much shorter maybe 20 to like 40 seconds uh, before you move on to the next station or before you go into do the next round uh, this is because the intention is to turn this into a cardiovascular activity and and the intention is just to kind of build uh, burn as many calories as possible and move around them as much as we can within a certain amount of time or do as many reps as we can etc yeah again not my not my favorite way of training especially for that medium to long term uh, but there's certainly benefits that you do get from training this way such as kind of like cardiovascular health you become more endurance uh, you can get better coordination you yeah there's just there's definitely benefits to it but not my preferred way of training uh, moving on to the next one is going to be your traditional resistance style training my golden goose my golden egg whatever you want to call it uh, i talk about it so much on this podcast but it is by far one of the best things uh that i yeah love pushing onto my clients is just get into resistance training and all your problems will disappear all those aches and pains that you have gone um body fat over time gone energy increase so many good things so many good things grossly underrated poorly executed most of the time due to rest periods uh every time i come in and i train someone and i ask them how long do you rest for when you're doing the machines they'll just be like oh i rest for like 10 seconds and so i'll be like oh you're doing cardio with weights then like what do you mean i'm like well in order for you to get the most out of your training if the intention is resistance training and to get and to get and to progress as best as you can you need to allow your body to uh, recover fully before moving on to the next set otherwise you are still letting it stay in that cardiovascular state uh, instead of the intention which is to kind of build muscle move whatever weight you are doing uh, as efficiently as possible and this just takes about anywhere from 60 to 90 seconds recovery for hypertrophy based training and it can be like a little bit you feel like you're not working hard enough by taking these rests. Like I totally get that whole notion, but if you're not taking proper rest periods and you feel like your training isn't going anywhere, I would highly suggest getting on top of it because you should be shocked. Anyway, moving on to strength training. So this is the third one of uh, the three of three categories of way of trainings that people, yeah, that people train essentially. There's a couple more, but these are just the basic three that I wanted to list today uh, is strength training. So this is, again... The intention on this is to move the absolute maximum amount of weight or higher levels of weight than you usually do uh, with shorter repetitions, to put it simple. For example, instead of training within like a 6 to 15 rep range, someone who's doing strength training will probably only train within a 1 to 5 or maybe 6 rep range. Uh, And this is because they are pushing much heavier weight and then they are going to need much more recovery time as well. Uh, this is anywhere from three to five minutes, but a good rule of thumb, which I, I use across any sort of training, to be honest, is I only start training again when I feel ready. If I'm not feeling well rested on a day, maybe I'm, I haven't slept properly or uh, I just did a really, the set was a lot harder than I thought, I will always take the extra 30, extra 30 seconds to a minute if, I, if need be. Now, this isn't to tell you to just waste your time and sit five minutes between every set, but just be kind of, just be generous with the rest periods if you need it, especially if you are doing some sort of hypertrophy or strength style training. Um, Yeah, you'll see these guys, you've all seen them pull up with their camping chairs in the gym, all scattered around the squat and deadlifting platforms, and they're just sitting around doing nothing for half of your session, 
That is because they are resting and they need all the energy and strength that they can get to perform again at the same level on their next set. Um, yeah, strength training is super fun. You'll find uh, people like this probably in the gym for about two hours, not even because they're working for two hours. They're probably only training for about 45 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. But in, in the mix of that, they're warming up for 20 minutes. They're um, doing warm-up sets as well. They are also resting for five minutes each set. So once you add up how many different things that they do and how many sets that they take, they are actually resting for a majority of their training session. I did this just yesterday with my buddy who came up from Melbourne. We we kind of like briefly went ran through it. We were there for, I was like, oh, we've been there for two hours. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we, we warmed up for like 20 minutes. And then, yeah, we rested for like three to five minutes every single set. And it just took two hours, not because we were working hard, doing crazy, stupid volume or anything. It's just we needed to recover, so we took our sweet time in doing so. If you guys want more information on a breakdown of that sort of thing, feel free to message me on Instagram as well. Uh, or if you're trying to get into a certain style of training and you're not sure where to start, also message me. Always happy to go back and forth with you guys. The last question is, does not going to the gym count as resistance training? It depends. So like m resistance training, in my opinion, is some sort of resistance like weights or cables, like an appropriate amount um, that is able to kind of challenge you and progressively overload over time. That's kind of my definition of resistance training. Uh, if you're thinking of like running, no, running is not resistance training as cardio. Think of resistance training as, um, like squatting, deadlifting, cable rows, uh, dumbbell presses, shoulder, dumbbell shoulder presses, all those sort of movements. That is what I consider, well, no, I consider that is what resistance training is. It's resistance, uh, appropriate rest periods and progressively overloading over time. That is kind of what true resistance training should be like but yeah we'll kind of get into that a little bit more because i know you're just starting with up with me next week so i'll be sure to hopefully educate you a little bit on the type of training that we are doing why we are doing it and yeah we'll go from there but if you guys have any other questions feel free to message me at all for one underscore bt these are just a few questions that i thought really needed to be addressed and i hope this answered most of any sort of lingering questions that you guys had about any of the topics that I brought up today. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you need me, you know where to find me. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have an amazing weekend. Bye, bitches. You've been listening to the All for One podcast. It's Aaron's passion to give you honest, accurate information. When it comes to training and nutrition, we want you to achieve your goals. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review it. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at all for one underscore PT. For questions, comments, or suggestions, send an email to all for one PT at gmail.com and find us on Facebook. Facebook at All For One PT. We'll leave you with a quote from Gabe Grunwald. It's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to give up on yourself or your dreams.